Podcast Fresh. everybody welcome back to the podcast fresh cafe this is episode 54 holy shit and i'm here with my uh beautiful co-host chris torres chris say hi thank you very much i am beautiful uh, uh yeah. although uh just recently i lost out to chris evans chris evans number oh, yeah. one did you see that sexiest man in the world chris yeah. torres number two so i've been knocked off i've been knocked i was number one last year back to number two this year oh shit damn captain america got you um <laughs> yeah 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 no that's awesome how's your week been man oh good man chilling uh just uh i was complaining to you a little bit earlier that the weather's getting a little bit colder but uh mm-hmm. you know it's not that bad i can't complain too much about the weather but you know you and i are both fall guys but you're beginning to kind of feel that little bit of that frost in the morning um but man, I'm not gonna complain about the weather because I heard like down in the states they're getting hit with like another tropical storm possibly. So oh, fuck it's man. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my week. Uh, and wow. just been hanging out, you know, just been watching a little wrestling, uh, some video games, just getting back into Batman. Wrestling wise, I I'm excited. I finally am gonna be able to sit down and watch the Logan Paul Roman Reigns match. Oh, nice. Maybe, maybe tonight. So I kept missing it because the pay per view ran long. First world problem, right? The pay per view <laughs> ran long, so both times that I taped it, I the first time was shame on them because they didn't, they just it just cuts off, and then you know I should have taped the other beginning of the show. But anyway, the second time was my fault because I forgot to tape the following show. So both times I had the pay per view, but without the match that I wanted to watch. So I was kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. But uh, other than that, man, uh, just relaxing. I'm getting excited about things slowing down for the winter time because. It's always just a good time to, to settle back and catch up on some uh, some gaming or whatever the hell it is that you do during the, the 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 cooler months. For us, things slow down a little bit in the construction world. Yeah, I mean, even in general, like you don't go out as much. You just chill. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been doing pretty much the same thing. Wrestling. Um, I haven't seen the Roman Reigns match yet, but I want to. Uh, I bought I bought a third CRT for this stupid room, which is the fifth TV in this room. <laughs> That's nuts. Basically, this TV was cool. It was on Facebook for ten bucks, and it's a kickstand TV. It has a kickstand on it. And I was like, okay, that'd look cool. Cause I just started recently. I just started like this Instagram page, or I had it, but I never did anything for it. Where I started putting stuff of my collection on it. So I've been trying to find ways. To showcase games on like cooler TVs, right? So I was like, that's the only reason why I bought it because I was like, I'm not really gonna use this, but whenever I want to do like a video for that thing, like that's perfect. And I already did one for uh, Mega Man X, which is coming out soon. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like it looks so cool. Like I, it's so quirk- like quirky and shit. So that was a uh, that was cool. <laughs> there, there, there is something to be said about the way those TVs look. I remember on your Instagram you had a post, uh, maybe a month ago. Remember, and I said to you, like, what ad is that? And you're like, it's not an ad. It's like literally oh, yeah. my, it's literally like a TV with like an N64 in front of it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I could have sworn that looks like any kind of advertisement you would see, right. like in a flyer in for a like magazine, Best yeah. Buy or Circuit City, one of these gimmick stores. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Throw out your Instagram. What is the, the video game one? Uh, it's at the Gaming Asylum. Um, I love it. 
I love Basically, it. I had that name. I've always loved that name. I tried to podcast with that name, didn't really. Yeah, you gave up the gimmick. You went with like a. You know what it is? Like, I, I'm all about branding, and I don't feel like I could brand that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. I don't feel like I could have branded that. So, um, but I didn't want to throw out the name. So I was like, okay, I'll just save it for something. And I, right. I already had the Instagram page. So I sat on it for like a year. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I have all this shit. I might as well just start like pumping it out on the internet because I, I follow channel or, uh, uh, accounts that do similar things, right? So I was yeah. like, okay, I'll just try my hand at it. One of my videos went viral like a month ago. Um, it went from like a n- n- couple likes because I, I just made the page. Yeah. And then over, but I made it, like that was the, the first like couple months. But then by the third month, it just started picking up for no reason. And I got like 3,000 views and that's tremendous. over 100 likes. And I was like, all right, cool. This is what I'm doing it for. So <laughs> I remember... I remember when I posted, uh, the first time I posted The Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, you remember that one? It got more than like 5,000. I think yeah. Facebook calls them like impressions or whatever, but it got like 5,000 of them. And so, so it weird. became like, <laughs> I know, right? You never know what's going to pop. But the funny part was, is I decided to like whore it out. So like, I would post it like once a month. I would just post that clip, <laughs> as we should. I would just, I would just change the caption to like, you know, respect the dead man. And who remembers this? You know what I mean? And it's so funny because it's it's shit that like I followed like you know like yourself like different Instagram pages. And sometimes I'm like, all right, they're whoring out. But it's like you really got to do it sometimes. Oh, you got to push. It's the only way that uh, you're going to get some of that visibility. Yeah. I messed up because when the video was popping like that, I should have just made more. But I just kind of basked in its glory. And I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> so yeah, I, you did the old. Uh, I just who, who was the bask in his glory in AEW? Uh, Keith Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee, that's right. Keith Lee. But yeah, no. The, the big, the, that's the another thing, man. though. If anyone listening is interested in that page, it's it's the, the Gaming Asylum on Instagram. I post pictures, but I also like they're they're very well. I can I think they're well done. Like I don't just post a picture. Like they, I love Ryan. He's kind of like there's, there's tits, I don't mean to toot my colors. own horn, but toot, no, because I give a bitch. shit. Dude, <laughs> I I set up a Super Nintendo on the floor with that fucking right. TV, but I couldn't find my tripod, and it was there for two days until I found it, and then I finally did the video. <laughs> like, That's I'm dedicated amazing. to it. There's a light bar that you don't see. It's all you know. Work goes into it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's funny. Uh. I think we should just get into it. Enough rambling. Chris, give out the plugs and we'll start plugs. the mailbag. A podcast Fresh on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter. We had Podcast Fresh, uh, T.O. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones there. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, mailbag, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Number one, unsurprisingly, God of War Ragnarok has steamrolled its way uh, to early critical acclaim. If we follow the Sony blueprint, how soon before a God of War movie, oh God, on any kind of stage, TV, or big stream, big screen? T-Man from Buffalo. Oh God, it's coming, isn't it? I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, they were talking earlier this summer. Um, they were saying there were rumors that there could be a God of War movie or tv series i think they were trying to go for and then they ended up confirming that there was nothing like that in the works but man like we're continuing on with what we consider like the strangest generation in gaming and it would not surprise me if there's like a movie or something like that somewhere down the line i think we're we're entering that phase of uh video game movies which have always been a thing it's not like you know they're you know they went away but i feel like they're they're really gonna like they're gonna become good you know like there's this seems to be uh we all remember like our double dragons and our super mario brothers but even yeah and those ones get beat up a lot but like uh some of the resident evils are nothing to write home about you know like silent hill 
was I thought the first one that I saw. I don't know how many movies there are in the Silent Hill series, but the first one I thought was a complete miss. So um, not to say that all the bad movies are old, you know. Uh, so, but what I could see is a resurgence of really, really good stuff coming in TV and film, just because of the way the technology has gotten. How, you know, there's so much more money being pumped into making not just original content, but stuff from IPs that's already a bestseller in whatever form they're in. And most, and you know, we're specifically talking about video game movies. So I don't know about a God of War movie, but it sounds awesome. Uh, I'd definitely be down with that. And yeah, it does seem to be like the Sony blueprint of it's no longer uh, we want Ryan and Chris to play this game for 8 to 16 hours and be done with it. Now they want us to live in those universes. So on the video game side, a lot of that stuff's being expanded to include online. And on the other side, we're seeing a lot more inclusion of like they're going after the hardcores with these like special collector's packages, you know, and 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 movies and music and all this other stuff, collectible vinyl more than ever, I think. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you hit it. You you hit the nail on the head. I think video game movies now are definitely, you know, kind of like when superhero movies started getting really, really good. This is kind of like their moment. Like now that the video game movies are, are on the rise, like they're having like even video when a video game, game movie is mediocre, except for like the Resident Evil movies, which I think are still coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sonic, it has been top notch, right? Detective uh, Pikachu, the Pokemon movie, was fantastic as well. Uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, I heard, you know, it has its criticisms, but overall, great movie. Um, like, I think it is a resurgence. I think it's going to happen. Personally, I don't want to see a God of War mo- movie just because, like, that that game, it, like, I feel like they would base it off these two games. and Oh, my God, of course. Like, they wouldn't base it off the old ones. So if they're going to do the two uh, new ones, those <laughs> games already feel like movies. Like, I don't need an actual movie to see this again. Would it be cool? Yeah. And also I'm not a God of War diehard, so that could be it too. But personally, I don't think we need it. Like I hear the last of us got to get to series, but to me, those games are already playing like movies. Like they're all, they're borderline interactive movies. So I don't really, that things like that don't really appeal to me. Something like a Sonic appeals to me because it's not a movie game. It's a, it's a, platforming side-scrolling cartoony game so getting a movie kind of not that it makes sense but it's just more intriguing and more interesting because you don't really know what you're going to get with that right um so yeah i don't know i i think you know inevitably it's gonna happen because it seems like uh, sony's just pumping out all these movies uh with their ips you know we got gran turismo coming out uh that we're gonna talk about in a bit we got you know the last of us got a, a thing a series i'm hearing horizons getting a movie too so it's like you know, why not do God of War? God of War is arguably the best seller for them, like realistically out of all of them. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see like a golden age of um, video game movies and and adaptations and things like that. But you're right. I think at some point it's going to, I don't know, maybe it does or doesn't. Re- I'm still torn on whether, like I get what you're saying about like, you know, is the movie or the TV show just going to be like based straight off of the games? From what we've seen in The Last of Us, it seems to be going down that route. Um, is that a bad thing? No, I don't think so. Um, but I think the delicate balance will be for some of these production companies to find the balance between finding finding its audience, I think. Is there enough hardcore, like you said, uh, video game people that are going to check out this series? And or how do you focus that marketing and direction to like the casual at home who's got no idea about these video game movies? Right. And just wants to check it out because it's a interesting series. 
I think we're going to find out with The Last of Us because I think that's a really serious attempt to make something with substance. Uh, Even if you just look at the cast, right? It's a Hollywood cast of uh, of different people in there, and they're they're all they're all really good. And so, yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot from uh, from The Last of Us next year. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see what kind of numbers that does. Yeah, I'm also excited. All right, T man, thank you. Um, T man. Two, have you guys checked out Black Adam, or is it a Blu-ray rental? I recently saw it, and while it doesn't reinvent the wheel, it's a ton of fun, as most rock movies are. Do we have a new franchise on our hands? Liz from Philly. Chris, what do you think? I think think we do have a franchise on our hands. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's so funny because, like, with the DC movies, a lot of it has been, like, they've had some shining moments but for the most part it's they haven't the dc films haven't had that same critical acclaim as some of the top marvel movies have had yeah but um i think black adam is his is at least while it doesn't reinvent the wheel i think a lot of the consensus seems to be that it's it's a fun movie like you go in there you just have a lot of fun yeah and the surprises are fun and it's just sort of like an old school old school like uh, uh, a superhero movie you would have seen like 10-15 years ago on the flip side that's also another complaint that I get is that uh, I saw that uh, some people were saying that this feels like a movie that was made in 2008 put into like a frozen iceberg or something and then had it melted and put out on the screen in 2022 um oh, but I mean I don't know I'm definitely gonna check it out probably not in the theater I'll probably wait for it till it comes out on the uh, the Blu-ray ski. But I do have a coworker that saw it and uh, he's an older guy he's seven he's in his seventies and he he enjoyed it he said it it was he said it was fun it was okay he had a lot of fun with it so it uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what 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 the consensus is when it comes time to talk about final numbers. Uh, maybe talks of sequels etc etc I haven't heard any rumors of a sequel I don't know if that's been announced or not but that's something that I would be interested in and at the end of the day it's The Rock right and um, I'll say this was the last thing and I do like how The Rock he kind of uh, did you notice he started like giving The Rock bottom to like some of the critics that were like saying that it was like a bad movie or whatever <laughs> and he he he, he went on Instagram and just like thank the fans. Like he couldn't stop saying like it's because of the fans. We did this for the fans. Thank you so much fans for yeah. making it, you know, 90% approved on the fan side, right? So um, very, very interesting. Very interesting. What do you think? Um, I've been checking out the box office for this movie. And so far it's made about $250 million. And that's like respectable, but when you have something like a DC property, granted, this is a character that not many people really know. Like I had no idea who this was until this started happening. Um, but it's like, it's not, that's not good numbers simply because it's a rock movie and the rock is a fucking mega star. Uh, they promoted the return of Henry Cavill as Superman in this. And even that's not doing it. And, I read that this film has to make around maybe even more than $400 million just to break even on what they've spent. And the movie's been out for two weeks now, and the numbers just keep decreasing. They might make that mark. That's fine. But I don't think this is as successful as they thought it would be. And, uh, you know, this kind of speaks to the overall bullshit that DC's been doing all these years anyway. Like, James Gunn just got appointed head of uh, the DC Studios, and DC finally has its own studios, which is cool. So I think now, like going forward things are definitely going to be more interesting but 
this Black Adam thing was still under uh, was under the old regime at DC. So it's like, I'm not saying it's not going to continue. I think there could easily be a sequel to this movie and everything. But if you're talking numbers, this is doing abysmal. And it's kind of scary because they're promoting Superman in this. Like, The Rock broke that silence and ruined it because the movie wasn't doing good enough in marketing. So it's like, shit, that's, that's crazy. So if that doesn't do it, I don't know what will. Uh, strictly from the movie's perspective, I, mean, I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't really plan to see it unless maybe it's on the a streaming service or something. Maybe then I'll check it out. But, you know, I think from what I've seen, it looks fun. But it's nothing that really appeals to me because, one, I'm not really a DC guy. I'm a Batman guy, but I'm not a DC guy. Uh, and two, I, I've talked on the podcast before. Where I'm like fatigued of The Rock. Every time he's on screen, I just don't want to look. So <laughs> I'm yeah. running away from the movie. But yeah, I don't know. If, if you didn't know about the numbers, there it is. I was actually doing a bit of research before I got on here. So yeah, look at you actually doing crazy. stuff. Yeah, look at me actually getting ready. You must for this be up for review or some bullshit. <laughs> okay. Check this, check this out, Pac-Man. This is uh, an article I found online from uh, CNBC. And it says, uh, it, the title is, that these charts show how the 2022 box office sizzled, then fizzled. Remember when Top Gun was like kicking ass, like giving oh, yeah. Stone Cold Stunners to all these motherfuckers and throwing everybody over the top rope? Yeah. And everybody got excited, like, oh, damn, you know, the movies are going to be coming out. They're going to be crushing. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, um, like Thor is going to come out and that's going to crush. You know what I mean? And uh, all this other stuff's going to happen. And we kind of haven't seen that. It's kind of been uh, like things were kind of getting good with like, uh, if you think back to like when uh, Sonic the Hedgehog came out, but then there were a lot of misses. Remember we thought that like Dr. Strange was going to do numbers. You know what I mean? And um, I think even the Batman did good numbers, but it wasn't anything insane. I don't think. Right. Uh, And we've kind of seen this sort of decline of of the numbers because of COVID. COVID, I think, really crippled the uh, the theater industries. Plus, also, we're sort of in a strange time where a lot of these these movies are coming out on streaming. So we're seeing a lot of that stuff impact these numbers a la sort of a Black Widow with uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson, right? So, I mean, you have that. And then, like, Jurassic Park came in, and that was kind of like a surprise. Like, that that made some pretty good numbers, right? And the funny thing about uh, Thor is Th- Thor ended up eventually getting to, like, a good break-even point, but that had a little bit of a slow a sort while. of uh, start to it. And then that's kind of it. That's kind of it after that. Everything kind of just seemed to, to dip. I have the uh, top 10 grossing films in the U.S. so far this year, number ten, Elvis, one hundred forty-seven million. Okay, I haven't okay. seen Elvis yet. Me neither. That's the one where uh, they said that uh, Tom Hanks he plays like his manager. He's kind of he kind of plays like a gimmick, one yeah. of those gimmick roles. Uncharted, number nine, one hundred forty-eight million. Another video game movie, <laughs> right? Saw that one. Uh, number eight, Sonic the Hedgehog two, one hundred ninety million. Number seven, Spider-Man: No Way Home, two hundred thirty-one million dollars. That's that's still the best movie of the year to me. <laughs> anyway, right? So good. Thor: Love and Thunder, number six, three hundred thirty-seven million. I mean, right? more than Spider-Man. What the hell? Right. Now, if you're imagining just taking Black Adam as an example, at four hundred million to break even, a lot of these movies are probably in the same boat. They're probably all breaking even. <laughs> right about that four hundred million, right? Yeah. Minions number five, Rise of Groot, three hundred fifty-five million. 
Like and like like you said, these are great numbers, but in any other year, these numbers would be a lot higher, right? Just think about like when the MCU was like building up the Endgame. Those movies were making fucking millions of dollars, right. like ridiculous yeah. amounts of money. All of them, even if you didn't give a shit about the new character, like Doctor Strange. Right. That Doctor Strange movie made so much money, and before that, so many people didn't know what a Doctor Strange was. So it's like that can't. <laughs> it just feels like it can't happen anymore. Like I feel like that heyday is over with superhero movies. I don't know, right? man. I think there's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of uh, people slowly getting back to the theaters, but also at the same time, man, everything's open again, but everything's fucking expensive. From just oh, yeah. a tank of gas to. You know, I mean, we're paying um, $18, $18.50 now, tickets, Canadian here, to go watch a movie. That's about uh, 13 14 bucks in the States. But, you know, it's just like everything's getting expensive. It's a combination of all that. And I think just not enough original storylines. I think people want something different, right? Oh, definitely. Let me just, I'll just finish this line up real yeah, quick. Yeah, finish it. Number four, Batman, $369 million. Number three, Jurassic World, Dominion, 375 I mean, good for Jurassic World, but any other year... <laughs> That movie might even be at five hundred million, and that still wouldn't even be in the top ten. It's probably getting killed by like somebody else, right? But yeah. there it is, number three. Doctor, uh, excuse me, Doctor Strange is number two, four hundred eleven million. Mm-hmm. Again, in any any other year, it could easily be six or seven hundred million, and it wouldn't even be top ten, or might be. And number one, Top Gun Maverick, six hundred ninety-two million. Now these these this is as of September one, right? So this is two months ago. So these numbers are not. Uh, updated to include uh, some of the movie, newer movies, but um, yeah, it's wild, man. And we'll see. We'll see about that. We'll see how the uh, what the future holds for Black Adam. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the end of the year looks like when in two weeks Black Panther comes out. Because I have a feeling Black Panther is going to crush. I think Black Panther is probably going to make a lot of money right from the get go. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hype around that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That one's an interesting one, right? Mm. That one is an interesting one. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Liz. And number three, the Switch is one of the most successful systems ever. Do you guys think it'll surpass the PS2 in hardware sales? Sheldon from New Brunswick. Um, what are the numbers? Do you have them there by chance? I do. They actually, a couple of days ago, released what what it's at. So the Switch is at 114 million units sold. It is the third best-selling Nintendo system. It's behind the Game Boy, which the Game Boy has 118 million, so the Switch will probably top that easily. And uh, the Nintendo DS is Nintendo's best-selling system with 154 million. And I think the PS2... I only have the Nintendo systems in front of me, but the PS2 is at like 155 or 156 or something. It's very... Just (laughs) right in front of the the DS. Um, Look, I don't know, man. The Switch recently... I've been playing Mario Rabbids... And yeah. I'm noticing that, so that's a new game that just came out. And I'm noticing the Switch is having some issues at certain points. It's just trying its hardest to pump, make this game work. And it's really showing its age. Like, I didn't I didn't notice this until recently. But yeah, there is a lot of stuff that the Switch is running that I'm questioning. Like, how is it running this? Like, And I think it is time for a new one. I think, you know, up until now, I've been pretty, like, switch pro pessimistic like i don't really i didn't care for one but now it's like okay i kind of think we need one because the longer this goes on the less these third-party companies are going to want to do anything on the switch and just focus their efforts on uh, playstation and xbox so it's you know i I think it has it 
in it to to pass the Game Boy for sure. I don't think it'll catch up to the PS2 because the PS2 came out at a time where DVD players were new and like everything like the, it was cheaper than a DVD player, so you might as well get a console as well. Like a lot of people that own PS2s didn't care for PS2. They just wanted a DVD player. So that gimmick alone was enough to like make it just a phenomenal success. And I don't know if the Switch has it in it to um to make it that far. I will say this though. Last year we're heading into the Switch's sixth year, which is crazy. But last year, they said that the Switch is around half of its life cycle, which is insane. I can't imagine the Switch being around for five more years. But what I can imagine is I think they're going to do what they did with the 3DS. This is my prediction right here, right now. If it happens, I'll, I'll be happy. The 3DS, at one point, they wanted to expand its life. So they released a new 3DS, and that new 3DS got exclusive games. Like, not many. Like, not even ten. I think there was, like, five. And you needed that 3DS to play those games. I think what they're going to do is they're saying that the Switch is in the middle of its life, but they're probably still going to do a Switch Pro at this point. I think there will be a Switch Pro. There's going to be... I think the new Switch is going to be backwards compatible with the games we have now, but I don't think that they're going to outright call it a Switch 2 because it's still going to look like what we have. I think it's just going to throw another body into the mix, kind of like how we have the Switch Lite and the Switch OLED. I think this this new Switch will probably be the crazy one, but it's going to come at a cost with having its own exclusive games, and that might cause a a bit of bullshit. But honestly, if Nintendo is literally planning to have this thing around for another five years, they're going to have to revamp something, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's crazy. I think right now we're seeing a nice battle between Xbox and uh, PlayStation going at it as to who can get some of that. uh, They kind of go after the same consumer I mean, Nintendo does too, but it's. I think it's a different uh, fan base. So all to say that I think, I think Nintendo can almost get away with launching like a, like a mid-generation upgrade. You know what I mean? Like a, like you said, like a like a pro version of Literally the a Switch, Switch or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And they can get away with it because I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think PlayStation and Xbox are really paying attention to that right now. You know what I mean? So. Uh, It'd be a great thing for Nintendo to just come in and be like, yeah, here's this better thing. It's going to play, uh, you know, better games, et cetera, et cetera. And I could see the Nintendo Switch hanging on for another five years. Not like you said, like it's beginning to slow down and things like that. But I think there's enough even third party companies making games for that system that's going to probably continue on for a while. So I would imagine that system's still still around. As far as it beating the PlayStation 2 record, that's, uh, I mean, the Nintendo Switch is hot, but that, that's, they're still, what, like 40 million away from the PlayStation 2? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. And, um, yeah, my take on that is just, unless Nintendo, like, heavily discounts it and sells it as, like, a budget entry to the Switch Pro Master, Master Switch 5000, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, no, I don't think it's going to get close to the PlayStation 2 unless it does something crazy like that. Um, but you're right. As can in five years, you'll be seeing still AAA games, you know, day one coming out on the Nintendo Switch, the original in its current format. No, probably not because you're right. It'll probably, if there is going to be some kind of a Switch Pro, it'll have, you know, higher processing power and things like that and be able to handle, I guess, bigger games, bigger and better games. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, it's selling great. I mean, we got Pokemon coming out in like two weeks. That's going to spike up Switch sales for sure. You, you just wait and see. <laughs> um, 
but yeah. yeah yeah we'll see it's it's interesting i don't think they'll pass the ps2 i think the ps2 will always be the top selling system for the rest of our life to be honest but i love it um yeah we'll see it's doing really well this is nintendo's best-selling console ever because the only two in front of it are handhelds so in terms of home ca- console i mean technically the switch can be a handheld but you know what i mean um yeah. it is the best-selling system so yeah. they got it they got it there yeah all right Thank you guys for writing into the mailbag. Mailbag. Podcast first 2020 at gmail.com. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, man, let's get into movies. We got two little headlines here. AEW star MJF, our boy, joins cast of the Iron Claw Von Eric movie. Wow. So uh, I just found out about this an hour ago. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know this. I had no idea. So this is coming from F4W uh, Online. It was reported via Deadline today that MJF is joining the cast of The Iron Claw, the upcoming biopic on uh, the Von Erich family. PW Insider reports MJF will be playing Lance Von Erich in the movie. Uh, so he's going to be one of the main characters, which is crazy. That's that's awesome. And I'm seeing this picture now of Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich, and he looks crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm unrecognizable. Excited. He's unrecognizable, this fucking guy. Yeah, he's shredded. Just shredded. Holy and shit. there's just a cool look about the movie. It looks like you're staring at like an old school like wrestling picture from like the eighties. Yeah. Through that kind of lens. And it's kinda of cool. It kind of reminds me a little bit of how gritty the wrestler was with Mickey Rorksky and um good friend of Sylvester Stallone. Who did you say he was friends with? Mickey, Mickey Rourke? Rourke. Oh, Tupac. Tupac, yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> That's the day. awesome. But no, I think uh this could be good. And it's funny because MJF had talked about, you know, how like pro wrestling is just the stepping stone to me getting into the movies, doing bigger shit, right? Now, whether that's for Gazy or, you know what I mean, he's just playing the character or what, but this is. Uh, here he is. First for, <laughs> here he is, you know what I mean? So, and I think this, like I said, I think this movie is going to get a lot of attention from the, uh, from the festivals. I don't think it's going to do 800 million at the box office, but, <laughs> uh, but I think it's going to get the right amount of respect. What do you think? Oh, me too. I think this is going to be like The Wrestler, like you mentioned. Like, The Wrestler commanded respect. Even if you weren't a wrestling fan, that was just a good movie. And I think this has that under its belt, for sure. Um, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to get, like, critical, you know, massive success mainstream or anything like that. But I think with the festivals and stuff, definitely. This is definitely a great-looking movie. Just from the screenshot of Zac Efron doing a dropkick, it's like, holy shit. This look, it just looks so cool. They got the aesthetic right, you know what I mean? Like it looks super good, and it looks, but it all, it also looks vintage. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know if uh, I don't know if the production company A twenty four has come across your uh, your radar at all, but they're just an amazing entertainment company out of um, out of New York, and they they work to they have a lot of just interesting stuff. You know what I mean? Things that you wouldn't normally see uh it's just done in a really nice it feels it's independent it feels like an indie label that you're watching and they have a lot of interesting stuff and so uh i'm curious to see i'm curious to see um what they have here with this movie but check out a24 they have a cool uh, instagram page as well that's kind of how i first started seeing them uh but they're responsible for uh, uh euphoria um, and, and uh, the Carmichael show. So if anybody's heard of those shows, and those those shows are pretty hot, um, you can check out uh, 
you can check out A24. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious about this movie for sure. I like it. They uh, they made one of my favorite movies in the last like five years. Vich Van. Mid-90s. Have you seen Mid-90s? No. So that's the one that was written and directed by Jonah Hill. Okay. Because Jonah Hill like stopped for a while doing acting and he disappeared and then he came back as a director. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I know he's associated with them. That's interesting. When did that movie come out? Yeah, so that was like 2018. Nice. Um, it's just like a gritty ass like skateboarding movie. Like it just, I just relate to it so damn much. Yeah. And uh, it follows, um, it just follows this 13 year old kid who has like older friends and they all skateboard, but they also all like party and do drugs. And he's just kind of around, like this 13 year old is just kind of around all this bullshit. And like he doesn't have the best life at home and stuff. It's just like, I don't know, it's just a vibe. Like I wouldn't say it's crazy or like you have to go out of your way or whatever. I mean, maybe you should, but I think overall it's just like, they got the tone down so damn good that I don't even care if it's like not the best movie. I just I love it. Yeah, and um, it's cool. And the the main character, uh, his name is Sonny Soldier. He actually voices Atreus in the God of War games. So this was a stepping point. He did mid nineties and found major success after this. So, right, right. There we go. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, no, this the movie's got a good cast. Carrie Von Erich's gonna be played by Zac Efron. Harris Dickinson's gonna play David. Jeremy Allen White. Uh, just uh, I, man, I'm excited about this movie. It should be good. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely, it's, it's probably gonna be a, bit, a day one if I can get to it for sure. MJF joining it though is a major swerve ball, but I like it. Definitely. Yeah. All right, and the Gran Turismo cast expands. Oh my oh, gosh! Man, this Gran Turismo movie <laughs> keeps growing. It keeps All growing, right. but this is more proof that like. They're they're putting effort into some of this shit. You know what That's I mean? True. They're not just uh just releasing an a la carte bullshit gimmick thing. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just curious to see what the hell the story is gonna be in this Gran Turismo movie. I know, because it's like Gran Turismo movies just it's just or Gran Turismo games are just racing games. Yes. It's like, oh man, crazy. But this is another one where it's like I this has been done before. I said it before, like the Need for Speed movie. Those games technically don't really have much story, but they made one out of thin air for it, and it was fine. This one is like literally Need for Speed is a little gritty. It's got the street elements. Gran Turismo is literally professional racing, like NASCAR racing. Uh, like so, it's like, what do you do here? It could be a, a feel good movie, like we said, which I that's kind of what I'm hoping for at this point. I don't want any guns in this movie. I don't want any of that bullshit. Right, but. We'll, we'll see what it is. I just hope it's different. I just hope it stands out on its own. That's all I, I want from it. But the two uh, actors in question that joined the movie, I'm going to get their names wrong. Jaiman Hunsu, Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. I'm so sorry. And former Spice Girl Jerry Halliwell, Horner, have joined the cast of Gran Turismo. Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions is feature adaptation of the best-selling racing video game. So, Chris, are you? F- I'm familiar with uh, Jaiman, but are you familiar with uh, any of them? I mean, the Spice Girl, yeah, but has she Absolutely. done movies before? Jerry, Jerry Halliwell, the, uh, the Spice Girl, for sure. I was a huge fan of hers. I was a Spice Boy Dang. back in the late 90s. Oh, you got some uh, pepper. Yeah, so that that's good. I mean, um, you know, all the right pieces are in place here. It's uh, Neil Blomkamp. That's yeah. his name. But he's responsible for District 9 and Elysium. Elysium I haven't seen, but District 9 I did see back when it was like 10, 12 years ago. And, you know, that movie was like a huge metaphor for, you know, like some of the shit that people actually face here in the real world. 
Um, but I, I that was, it was a good movie. Very very emotional. Have you seen District Nine? Right. I've seen it in parts. I've never seen it in one city. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, no, that's it's a it's a it's a dandy. It's a dandy. It's a good one. And uh, what was this man's name? Digimon Hanoshi? <laughs> I was trying. So I was going to make that joke, but I tried no, so no, hard no, I, to. I, I, and I'm, you just straight up I'm away Digimon. From, my, from Digimon. His fucking name is Digimon. That's what it says right there. I think it's Jimon. Or okay, Jimon Hanosu. Hanosu. I'm so Hansu, Man, I fucked that up worse than you. <laughs> <laughs> Digimon. Anyway. <laughs> It's just funny because I was going to say that joke. You know that I'm trying trying to read his name. Yeah. His name looks like Digimon. I get it. But I was going to say it as a joke. I'm I'm not going to do that. But then you just flat out did it. But I was like trying not to. Well, I flat out tried to to see what it it is. You flat out do whatever. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to read this man's. That that looks like Digimon to me. It does. It just doesn't have an I between the D and the J. That's the only reason. To be fair, Digimon's a. What is a Digimon? It's it's like a Pokemon, but no, no, digi- I know it's a Pokemon, digitally. but what is that an actual name? Is that a is that a Japanese name or is that like, like just the, it's just is it a just, word like Robotech, like a combination of words to create something? Yeah, they're digital monsters, so right. Digimon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, it would almost be normal at some point to to find another word similar to that that sounds like it, but means a different thing. I guess I just case, can't. I just can't look this. Uh, I, I just is Digimon. I just can't look this guy in the face and call him Digimon. It just <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Anyway, yeah, Gran anyway. Turismo. So out Gran August. Turismo. Uh, out August eleventh, twenty. Yeah, so they got the guy that does District Nine. Hopefully, he does a good job here, and uh, we get a good movie. And it's also the writers. They wrote something that also that I saw. Oh, uh, American, American Sniper. Sniper. Yeah. So the script is written by Jason Hall. He did American Sniper and American Sniper. I liked it, but I've also heard people that don't like it, and that's cool. Um, but I liked it. It was definitely fucked up, and it really gives you an idea of some of the PTSD that um, you know a lot of the men and women that go out, go to war experience when they come back here. And so, uh, yeah, all the pieces are in place. This should be, this should be good. I'm uh, I'm curious to see the story though. Like you're right, do you put guns and make this about gangs and shit like that? I don't know. To me, though, if you follow the game a little bit, you would almost expect to have like a very honorable story about racing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not honorable, but like, uh, you know, you, just like a racing. It's like I'm going to beat you and you tell the story of, of two racers. You know, I can see why that might be a little boring. So you throw in, you know, one of them's got whatever, a divorce or battling some kind of a demon or whatever. But. Yeah, I'm uh, curious to see where this movie goes. If you had to guess which movie is going to be more critically acclaimed, would you say Gran Turismo or The Iron Claw? Critically acclaimed? Probably yeah. Gran Turismo, just because Gran Turismo has the, the push behind it. Right. Sony, PlayStation, those that's just mega. So I will say, it, it does say here, check this out. The project is described as the ultimate wish-fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won him a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. Medequi is playing the teen while Harbor is a retired driver who teaches him to drive. So they're literally breaking the fourth wall with having a guy who plays Gran Turismo just magically be good at driving. Mm, That kind of sounds dumb. 
I hate it already. It's so, <laughs> this one, I was like, yeah, this looks great. I hope it's good. And now it's just not that great anymore. <laughs> like, I, I think it's just... That is so We've fucking seen that forced. story so many times lately of like, we're going to put you in the suit kit and we're going to send you in. It's like, we've seen it already. It's just really forced. Like, you don't need him to play Gran Turismo. Is yeah. it called Gran Turismo because he plays Gran Turismo in the At movie? At least like... I don't know. That's like if... Uh, My name oh, is shit. Turismo. Gran well, that's Turismo. Like, <laughs> that's so Mr. stupid. Tur- Mr. Turismo. Or as uh, as they call it on uh, Game Scoop, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. I yeah. never understood that. They're the only people on earth that call it Gran Turismo. Well, it's like when you say Becky's Lynch. Like maybe that's just a thing. They do. <laughs> 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 Called him out. <laughs> that's tremendous. No, I have my gimmicks, right? Like, uh, what's another one? I purposely call Rhea Ripley Rhea Replay. Rhea Replay, yeah. <laughs> I know. Sometimes Finn, I feel like I Finn need to Baylor. correct you, but then I'm like, oh, wait, no, he knows what he's or doing. Or Finn Baylor. Finn Baylor. That one oh, bothers me. Damien's Priest is another one. It's the priest Damien's. that belongs to Damien. Anyway, people are tuning out right now. Let's get back into it. You can't um, call me fucking Damien, man. Remember that <laughs> shit? <laughs> hey, Vince isn't there anymore. He was complaining to Vince, remember? <laughs> Somehow he sounded like Manny from Scarface more than more than uh, Scarface. I got family and shit watching. You can't call me Damien. That's the dude. That is the ultimate like measurement, right? Like how shitty is your Scarface impersonation? Because if, if you can nail Scarface, you are Scarface. But if you fuck up Scarface, you sound more like Manny. Like that's how you know that like you you, you yeah. miss you miss the accent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your vanilla face. It's, it's kind of like working. It's kind of like if the actor that played Manny actually tried out for the role of Scarface, but they're like, nah, we don't we don't believe your voice, but yeah. we have this other role for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Anyways. Anyway, you look forward to Jerry Hollywell and Digimon Han, Han Solo. <laughs> they're going to be in the Gran Turismo movie. August 11th, 2023. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get off this topic. On to the game flow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, Sonic Frontiers is... I think it's out already. And, yeah, it's out. Um, it's getting pretty decent reviews. It's yeah. getting it's getting like seven out of ten, which is like average to good. But you got to understand, it's a Sonic game that's in three D, and those typically don't do better than fives. So, yeah, I I'm very happy with this. Um, that, I was on the fence with this game, you know, ever since IGN grabbed it in the last year and they showed that bullshit, and then. You know, once we actually saw trailers coming out, I was getting more and more positive, but I always had this doubt in my mind, especially just because I've played Sonic before and I know it's not the best when it comes to 3D. Um, But everyone that likes Sonic seems to really love this game, and even casuals seem to really like this game. And it's getting the scores to show for it, but at at the same time, I've seen scores where it's like, on Metacritic, they, they go as low as a 2 but then right. it could go as high as a nine. So it's yeah, literally, see, as high it, as a nine. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's high. It's literally preference at this point. But yeah, I'm just glad that it's getting some kind of positivity because I honestly thought this was a train wreck. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Are you? Does this entice you at all to pick it up? Or well, I I played and beat the uh, the previous one. What was it called? Sonic Sonic uh, Forces. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Forces. I had a lot of fun with it. And looking at the video of this game, it kind of reminds me of that. And you don't need to. I'm sure you can agree. Like you don't have to have played that one to see that. There's a lot of aspects that look like an upgraded version of that. Now there's yeah. stuff that's completely different, like some of the boss battles and things like that. But I'll say. Um, 
the one that I played, Sonic Origins, that one had some pretty cool boss battles as well, including one where forces, you're right? you're running forces exactly where you're running down like a bridge kind of gimmick. And the the um, enemies like this snake, and he's like wrapping himself around this thing while you're running on it. Like it's pretty cool. Oh shit! Um, the biggest criticism of this game seems to be that the battle system is kind of boring. You just go around and like just just job guys out. It's not yeah. very difficult. But they do say that it is a lot of fun just running around the map at really high speeds and doing all the other stuff like catching rings and things like that. Um, Sonic Forces was also, I thought, a little bit too easy when it came to some of the boss battles and some of the, uh, although some of the levels will get you, um, they'll get you in your eyeball if you're not careful. But I thought that <laughs> some of the parts that could have been harder were, were, were easier than they should have been. And maybe that's just done for accessibility, make the game broaden the appeal a little bit. Laura knows that some of those traditional Sonic levels are really difficult. So, uh, you know, sometimes to create something and make a franchise popular, you have to increase the net. And sometimes that means dumbing down the difficulty. But it would be nice to see uh, a level of difficulty a little bit higher. And the biggest criticism of this game seems to be the battle system, which is exactly kind of what was being criticized when that early footage came out last year. Remember when they were criticizing just how basic everything was? Yeah. Um, I might still check this out. I played the last one. I, I enjoyed it. I know it was in the minority, but I enjoyed it. So I might check this one out. Uh, what says you? I uh, Sonic Frontiers is the game that I kind of wished for last year when I said, or, or two years ago, whenever we did that episode where it's like, what what games would you want to see like be made? And I said, I want like a big Sonic game where it's like yeah. Breath of the Wild, where you could run across a big ass field and do stuff. And that's literally what I got here. Like, this is what's being presented to me. Um, I do hope it's not as barren as it looks. Yeah. That's my one thing. But once I saw in the trailers that you actually go to like, you know, there's like a Green Hill Zone looking level. There's like a city level. There's different places that you go to in this game. So it's not all revolving around this big, massive fucking green yeah. area. So that was what sold me. I was like, you know what? There's going to be there seems to be a lot of variety here, at least when it comes to the, the landscape. So I'm like, OK, I owe it. Like, I just owe it because they gave me what I wanted. Yeah, so now yeah. it's like I got to get it. Um, probably not a day one buy for me. Uh, just because I have so much other stuff I, I want to play right now, but uh, I'm definitely gonna check this out maybe sometime next year. Um, yes, but it's good to know that it's getting its its uh, its flowers because Sega kind of needs it right now. They've been failing with Sonic for for years, and you know besides the movies, Sonic games haven't been doing great. Um, so it's cool, and maybe this is like a stepping stone to something greater. Maybe the next Sonic Frontiers is like just of way more polished, more broad experience. That would be fantastic, right? That's really the, the goal here, I think. So, Yeah. Very cool. Sonic Frontiers. All right, Modern Warfare 2 surpasses 2 billion. Holy shit. That's nuts. Wait, no, that's wrong. It says 1 billion. <laughs> 1 billion in sales, but in less than two weeks. <clears throat> so there's... That's there nuts. That is pretty... Insane, this game, actually. this game had a lot of hype coming in. I, I was watching on Instagram a lot of uh, even people that I know were uh, very excited about this one, and had even uh, pre-purchased this game. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I was watching the gameplay. I mean, I think I told you when I saw you, it, it looks fine. It, it looks like Modern Warfare. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that number just shocked me, Pac-Man, because I thought this was this. This Call of Duty Modern Warfare thing was just falling by the same side as like uh, like FIFA and Madden. You know what I mean? Like, do we yeah, really need to one. just release one every year? 
But this one, the numbers surprised me. What do you think worked here? Uh, definitely the acquisition. Right. J- that acquisition got so much hype around Call of Duty that, look, I don't like Call of Duty games. I don't play those. I never was a fan of those. But even I was tuning in to what was going on with this game all year because of that acquisition. And inadvertently, it makes me actually see the game when I when I watch videos about it. It shows trailers. It shows yeah. whatever art from it. So I, it's in my face. And that acquisition happened. And you can thank Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer for <laughs> going back and forth the past couple of months for this for this success. Honestly, it is what it is. That's that's just how it is. A lot of my friends also. I'm not just gonna say it's because of that. A lot of my friends that aren't gamers but occasionally pop in a PlayStation game all got this game on day one. This is one of those games that your 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 uh, what is it? Your uncle that is the crazy Gran Turismo guy. He'd probably go nuts for this one too, right? I don't think he's a Call of Duty guy at all, to be honest. But whatever. Same kind of yeah, you analogy. But you know, to people that just don't play video games, but then it's like, oh shit, Call of Duty comes out. I gotta go grab it. Like, it's just I don't know. It's it's like a it's like a reflex almost, where it's like <laughs> yeah, the alarm happens where you gotta go buy something like this, but. Yeah, it's it's insane. I'm not going to say that the game isn't good or anything because I haven't played it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I'm not going to blame its success on the fact that it had a, a lot of crap happening around it. It's probably a good game as well. A lot of my coworkers like it as well. Um, but yeah, it, that's a fucking huge number. A billion is ridiculous. This is one of those games that you almost buy. Um, you almost buy it. Because you get sucked into like the hype, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you're, and then it might just sit on your desk for like two weeks, and then you'll eventually play it. But you get what I'm saying? It's like something drives you to like, fuck it, I'm getting this game. Like after work, I'm stopping up at the Best Buy, the Circuit City, and I'm buying this bitch, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I think just like you were saying, I think the the acquisition by Microsoft it kind of adds a little bit of luster to it. There's something to be said about having this these games potentially be xbox or microsoft exclusives right like ex- whatever that means but if you're jim ryan are you a little bit nervous uh well yeah <laughs> you should just be. in I- terms of like man what if we lose this franchise right because right now everybody's gonna get paid right oh yeah everybody's I mean, look, gonna get look paid. how much this just did for playstation like a right. billion dollars between that and the other system it's crazy Phil Spencer, I think recently, I could have dreamt this, but I think he said that the games are staying on PlayStation and everyone needs to chill. But um, well, he originally know. said that um, he. I think he originally said that uh, they're not they're not planning on going anywhere. He said at the beginning when things were getting uh, like there was all these rumors going around. Have you heard something recently, like in the last three months, that he said, "Hey, we're not going anywhere." Yeah, like within a couple of weeks ago, like he said, okay. "Like no, re- relax, like it's going to be on Sony." I now, mean, that could, that could yeah, change sorry, years from now, right? Like, right that could right. just be him trying to put out fires now because God knows <laughs> we keep hearing about this. Dude, things change quickly. But things can change in like two, three years. And he's probably just putting out fires now. So we don't really know for sure. But let's just go on what he says. He says it's going to stay on PlayStation. So everyone should be happy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can know. definitely see like uh, at some point, uh, you know, the Call of Duty games are available on all consoles except maybe like... If you have an Xbox, you get uh, specific characters for free or you get a bonus DLC or something like that, right? Just a little something sweet before bed, as I like to say. But yeah. then it's kind of like you don't want to also treat the PlayStation like it's, you know, your ugly stepchild or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like a delicate balance. It's a delicate balance. And I apologize to all the ugly stepchildren, but you get it. Oh, boy. Those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. <laughs> nah. 
Anyway, yeah, but we'll see how this yeah. uh, how this series does, man. I'm yeah. excited because it's making me want to try it. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. the way my friend that my friends are trying to convince me at work to get it, and I'm just like, so no, like, leave me team alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. I want to play my Japanese games, but yeah. like, no, they're like, no, man, come on, get it. It'll be fun, whatever. Now it's like you kind of want to. Part of me is like, I kind of want to be a part of that, but. At the other point, like the other side of me is like, I know I don't like these games, but who knows? Maybe something can change. I was never much of a tactical RPG guy, and that's what I'm playing these days. <laughs> so, yeah, I know you. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah, this game, uh, almost a billion in uh, just under two weeks. Just to give you an idea, what Grand Theft Auto Five did because people already were doing the comparison. Grand Theft Auto Five reached a billion in three days. That's fucked. <laughs> Shit, that's nuts. GTA Six might do the same thing. I'm actually banking on it. like To do GTA, a billion in three days? Yeah, it's going to be around the same thing. Because GTA 6 has so much hype. And after that leak that happened, I feel like it's just going to get even more crazy. Yeah, I feel like... Um, I don't disagree, but I also feel like video game sales measurements are going to be really weird in the years to come. And because if you look at Grand Theft Auto 6, that thing's probably going to be available on everything, right? Yeah. A Nintendo... Maybe not the Nintendo, but like the PlayStation, the Xbox, and probably even like on uh, on Steam, right? On the Steam Deck and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to have a lot more um, more accessibility. But I think, I think I don't know, man. Absence makes the 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 heart grow fonder, and I think uh, people miss a new Grand Theft Auto, and I think they've been thirsting for it for a while now. It could be on the Nintendo. I mean, the 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 old games came to the Nintendo, the the trilogy. Yeah, it just kind of depends on Nintendo if they can make a system Nintendo that could fucking handle it. That's right. literally what it comes down. That's to. That's it. But we'll see. Um, like Sonic Frontiers, for example, I'm kind of I was skeptical about how this is going to run on the Switch because that looks very ambitious for the Switch. But apparently, people say it's not as bad as you would think it is. Like it's actually pretty good. Uh, so that's kind of cool, but regardless, I'm going to get it on the PS5 when I pick that one up, just because, you know, that's a game that you, you kind of want to play at its best. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Switch can't do that, yeah. All right, Chris, what are you playing? Or no, 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 sorry, we got one more shit. PlayStation Plus subscribers, damn, they lost 1.9 million since relaunch. That is crazy. Is the service struggling or are wider issues to blame, says Polygon.com. Did you ever get the upgraded version of this? No, I stayed with my regular tier. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm sticking there. And I almost upgraded, right? I wanted to play like Stray and stuff like that. But I ended up just staying kind of where I am. Yeah. And uh, and it's been fine. Now, there might come a time where I want to play like different games. Or if I see something that's available there that I really want to try, then I'll, I'll, I'll do the upgrade. But for now, it's kind of like I'm fine. Um yeah. And for me, it's just kind of like, like I'm I'm fine where I am, based on the amount of time that I get to play games. I'm good for now. But I tell you what, had this thing dropped like, uh, like when the shutdowns happen and things like that, I would have oh, immediately shit. upgraded. <laughs> so I think it just make it misses peak by a little bit. But I don't think that's why. I think there's just also a lot of confusion. And honestly, like the top tier, the premium or whatever, like to have little bonuses like first dibs at demos it's like demos should be free to everybody you know if you're a video game developer you want that fucking demo to be available to as many people as possible not yeah. just an upper tier of, of a thing so I think the first tier is fine 
The second tier is fine as well. I think like if you want to get the extra games, the exclusives, I think that's all cool. I, I like that. But there, I don't think the third tier, the top tier, is just really nothing to write home about. And I think because of that, I think a lot of people just, you end up having one of two options instead of one of three. And most people just stick at the bottom. So I don't know. As far as there being less users, um, that's interesting. The two million people fucked off. Yeah. Well, let me read this. The number of people people. subscribing to the service fell from 47.3 million to 45.4 million after Sony added tiers to the service, which at its most basic level offers online gaming, additional features like cloud saves, and a handful of free games a month. The new tiers provide access to a large catalog of PS4 and PS5 games at extra level and to classic games and game streaming at the premium level. It does sound super confusing. Like, me just reading that, I'm just like, okay. Is there one that gets all of them? I don't know. But... Here's the thing. I don't care about this because Sony never cared about this. That's the way I look at it. They they honestly don't give a shit about this. They just kind of did it because Game Pass was booming at the time. The Game Pass. If Game Pass didn't exist, I guarantee they would have never restructured this. They would. It would have been the same thing for the rest of its days. But because Game Pass was just swinging so hard at the time, they just they came up with this strategy. And I never upgraded personally because I just I. I have so much shit physically, like, from old games, so if I ever wanted to play it, it's here. But the thing is, like, let's just say that wasn't even the case. It's just, I don't really understand. The price doesn't, like, match what I get out of this service. Like, it's pretty expensive. I think it's, like, $180 or something a year for, like, the best one. Or $160, something like that. But... It's not worth it. Like, I honestly don't believe it's worth it because they're not even... The way they're drip-feeding everything, it's almost as bad as Nintendo. Except Nintendo, I'm not paying an exorbitant amount for this shit. It's just, like, it's not giving you what you want. Like, I think if they took what they had on the PlayStation Now service that they canceled, that had a lot of games. The only problem is you have to stream everything. Right. But, But they should just dump that whole catalog into this. And just call it a day and upgrade it slowly from there. But instead, it's like, here's uh, here's a couple games that you've never heard of. <laughs> it's like, God, Jesus Christ. I expect I expect that from Nintendo because Nintendo, to me, lives in their own world. But pl- like PlayStation doing it, it's like, you guys are killing yourselves with this because it's not, it's not looking good. Like, 2 million people isn't much in the grand scheme of things, sure. But this number isn't going to go up. In fact, I think it might just keep going. Or yeah. uh, go down. I, uh, the opposite. It's not. It's not going to stop. I think more people are going to drop out of this thing. I think the the Game Pass has been the the key one. I think. I oh, think yeah. Game Pass to me is just simpler. You just you you get it. You get it, and you get a lot of games. That's kind no, of yeah. No BS. <laughs> there's no bullshit. It's like Paul White. No more BS. Um, I was looking at a chart here. For Xbox subscribers, did you know that in January 2020, they had, excuse me, April 2020, okay? So the beginning of the pandemic, roughly, right? April 2020, they had 10 million subscribers. Wow. By January 21, they were up to 18 million subscribers. By January of this year, 25 million subscribers. They more than doubled it. Damn. And climbing. Um, so it's just tremendous. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens. Like, I want to see a fight, but it just looks like Xbox <laughs> is kicking their ass right now. You know what I mean? 
Let's go bring back the console wars. Yeah, the, the streaming wars. I want to see Crash Bandicoot roll up on the Nintendo headquarters and talk shit into a megaphone. That was yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild back in the day. Hell yeah. Um, 2017, Xbox Game Pass, they had 110 games. Just two years later in 2019, they're up to 235 games. Oh, my God. So just, wow. uh, just impressive stuff there. So we'll see. I mean... Um, why aren't people getting these tiers? Why are the subscribers down? I think a little a little bit of that is uh, maybe customer confusion with the different tiers, you know? Yeah. And I think the top, putting streaming on the top tier to me is kind of like, I wouldn't even, like that wouldn't even be a selling point for me at the top tier. Like I would almost expect streaming to be in the second tier, right? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people's internets are still not at the, at the levels where they can be streaming stuff in, in 4K or whatever. It really... At really good um, speeds where you don't require like a really fast internet. Right. So I don't know. Are you staying? Well, we'll is there anything that would make you upgrade to the second tier? Unless you're going to dump the whole like PS1, PS2 library, I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> like, right. I'll be completely honest. There's just okay. no, there's no point. And like everything that I want to play, I usually play within the year that it comes out. So it's like I can wait. Like Stray, I was going to pick up Stray the other day, but whatever, I didn't. But it's like, I know that Stray's there, and like PlayStation, like realistically, doesn't have a lot of stuff coming out that I'm gonna want to get my teeth into right away. Like Gotham Knights came out, that ended up being a super flop, so I can wait for the thirty dollar bin on that one. Yeah, you know, Sonic Frontiers eventually I'll pick that up, but that came out today. God of War, same thing. I'll eventually get to that. Yes, yeah. I think that's it. Realistically, Final Fantasy Crisis Core is coming out next month. That's definitely a must buy for me. That's probably a day one for me. Uh, but that's not even a full price game, so it's like I'm not really, I don't really see it as a, a, a con there, right? So, I could, I could wait for this stuff. It's honestly fine. Like I, I don't, like, like if I could wait for release dates of games, I can definitely wait till a, a, a tier service gets worth it, if it ever does, right? So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with this one. But of course, Sony's still the king. I mean, I'm saying like Xbox is kicking their ass. I mean, momentum wise, but I mean, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, it's kind of like a big poker match and uh sony still has 45 million oh, yeah. subscribers so this is gonna be put it this way i don't have game pass but i do have a form of playstation plus so there you <laughs> at go. the end of the day playstation still that's right something. that's right at the end of the day that's right. right all right and what are you playing man you playing anything i'm still making my way through batman god damn it <laughs> yeah i've been chilling man i've just been watching a lot of youtube just getting home and uh just doing that but uh, yeah, just playing Batman, still making my way through that. But uh, I did load up Resident Evil Five again. I think I told you that, right? I loaded oh, up Five. It's got to get into that again. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. How are you liking Batman though? Is Bat did Batman like? Were you expecting more out of it, or, or is it kind of just like so far so good? It's fun, you know. It, I like. I've always liked the combo system. I think the combo system's a lot of fun in those games, and just the voice acting is always really good. And yeah. I love the variation of the different things that the NPCs say. I like the different, the variation of things that the, that the bad guys say to Batman when he's dead. You know, like they always say something at the continue screen. It's always kind of clever, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm enjoying the game. And uh, Very nice. I'll let you know what I think of it once I'm done. And after that, I'll probably get into Resident Evil 5. Very good. I actually have to play Batman Arkham 
Origins. That's the one I haven't played. The prequel. Could it be better? Yeah. I gotta play that soon. That's on my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, recently I beat two games. Uh, the Stretchers. The Stretchers is an interesting game. It came out uh, in 2019. It's an indie game where you are a paramedic and you drive around in your crazy ambulance around this city and you just put people in your ambulance and you bring them back to the hospital to get cured. That's it's tremendous. It's, it's like Crazy like, Taxi. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Crazy Taxi. Um, the story of it is this the supervillain has caused this crazy disease to make people dizzy all the time, so they're just like on the floor passed out all dizzy and you just go and pick them up. It's cool though because it's got like puzzle mechanics like how can I get this guy out of this building kind of thing. You got to activate this switch to open this and it's really cool. There's like certain um there's like treasure that you could find within the levels too as well. Like there might be like this treasure on the side. Do I have enough time to grab this treasure before this guy dies or something? <laughs> I you got to kind of make the decision. But what's cool about it is you could play it single player, but I did it with the wife. So you're both just these two characters free roaming the 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 city and you work together if you like for example if you pick up a bigger person it's slow but if if the second player comes and like grabs his legs you guys can get him to the ambulance way faster so it's got a lot of uh cool little mechanics like that so and i had a lot of fun with that one so that's awesome i love the, the graphical style oh yeah yeah that's kind of what appealed to me too i was like oh this looks really fun um very cool yeah. very cartoonish made by tarsier studios very cartoonish almost like the sims like graphics yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. Definitely. Yeah, very but cool. It's it looks it's they really it looks cartoonish, but the city's pretty not flushed out, but there's a lot going on. Like they def, definitely paid attention to the detail of the city. So really cool. That's awesome. And uh recently me and the wife also just finished Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. That <clears throat> uh, I loved it. I loved it. It was really good. I was skeptical at first when it started with all the new mechanics. I was like, man, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the first one. But as you play it, uh, it's better than the first one, honestly. I had a lot of uh, good fun with this one. Harder than the first one, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, um, But yeah, just uh, the inclusion of new characters. Um, in this one, instead of being in like the Mushroom Kingdom, you actually travel space. You know what's crazy? This is a sequel, in my mind, to Mario Galaxy 2. Like, this is the Mario Galaxy game we never got. Because a lot of galaxy elements are in this, which is just insanity to me. And then at the at the end of the game, you actually end up rescuing Rosalina, who is, like, in Mario games, is, like, the god figure, I guess. And she is who you're fighting for in the galaxy game. So besides that, it's like, this never really happens. So to me, it's like, this is fucking awesome. Like... It really is like a sequel. And you visit her home, which is only seen in the Galaxy game. So I was like, this is just fan service. Holy shit. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. So the story's done. I finished the story with a 75% and I clocked in 35 hours. So it's pretty long. And I'm not even like near 100%. And I think me and the wife want to 100% this one because it's, it's just fun to play. Um, but I recommend it, man. Honestly, it was super fun. I, I had a good time. I never had really bad or anything bad to say. The only bad thing that was happening was the game crashed on me twice in the final battle because it's awesome. There's like a glitch that they haven't figured out that kept happening to me. And then when I did a different tactic, it didn't happen again because I looked it up online. Like, what could it be? Yeah. And basically, if you have the wrong character out and the boss targets you at it on a specific turn, which happened twice to me. Uh, the game will just crash. And I was like, what the hell is happening? So I looked it up, and then I did something else, and sure enough, that was the, the issue. So I hope they patch that soon, because that's crazy. <laughs> but, nice. Uh, How many yeah, hours did you no, put into the game? 35. Holy shit. Which is, yeah, it's long, because it's like, 
I, that's like little to no side questing. Like like we did some side quests, but like not a lot. Yeah, and there's still a lot of side questing to do, and this game is getting three DLCs. Yeah, I saw it. That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna go back to it again because it's just super fun to play. And Rayman kind of has me intrigued. The return of Rayman is uh, is very interesting. I feel like what they're gonna do with that is just kind of have Rayman take over the series so they can stop using Mario characters. I honestly think that's why he's coming in the DLC. Um. But I don't know. The Mario characters is kind of what is intriguing with me. Just seeing the relationship with them and the and the rabbits are is very funny. So, but yeah, no good games, both of them that I played. Cool, it's awesome. I don't know what to play next, though. I'll be honest. What are you in the mood for? Something fun? Something? I gave silly? up on metal. I, I gave up on Metal Gear. Metal Gear has just. I, I maybe it's because I played three of them back to back. It's just kind of. I've. The, the fatigue has crept in. I, I put it down. I'm like, man, I just can't do this right anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. So gave that a break. But I don't know. Like, the new Pokemon's coming out, and it's kind of got my attention a little bit. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, that one's fun. Or that one should be fun. Should be good. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking you would probably enjoy, like, Days Gone, I think. Like, the zombie game. It's kind of a silly game to, like, choose. But uh, I don't know. It's, the story is really good in that, mo- in that game. I really like it. Like, it's nothing, like, groundbreaking or, like, super right. original. But it's just, you know, like a triple-A story is really well done by sony funny enough i was hovering over it like about a week ago like, yeah because i have it on the the it's one of the ps plus games yeah and i downloaded it onto my console so now it's on the console because i do feel like i'll probably try that out at some point it's but, fun you know it's in the gun it's in the, the chamber <laughs> <laughs> it's in the chamber i like that i like chamber. that yeah all right and that's gonna do it for episode number 54, Chris, give us some plugs. No, we got the November games for PlayStation Plus. What? Oh, yeah. Never mind. I did this twice, this show. Um, you did what? <laughs> Where I thought we were done a segment, but we weren't. I did yeah, you're, you are nuts. Uh, so the games this week, or this month, rather, Neo 2, which is always like, I always, Neo, the, the original Neo was always like. Uh, you look at it sideways. No, but it's like five, six bucks. Always like on the uh, on the PlayStation Store is always cheap. Right. So there you go, Neo Two. I've never been into the Neo games. I haven't tried them, uh, but they just sound really difficult, and I've heard they are. <laughs> <laughs> they just sound really difficult. Lego the Harry Potter Collection, um, more Lego games, and then Heavenly Bodies, dude. What is Heavenly Bodies? Have you seen this thing? Never. This uh, there's an astronaut floating in space with a wrench beside him. That's the art. Yeah, Heavenly I've Bodies never, no, is a single seen. player game at its core, but can be equally enjoyed as a local co-op experience. So it seems like a game that you can play by yourself or with somebody else. And it is from uh, 2021, so it's only about a year old. So at least you get a newer game there, but. It's being presented as third from the uh, third on the list. You know, you always get like first, second, third kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Like you're moving aboard a ship and you're fixing stuff and you're working on a satellite dish and shit like that. So, but the music is like way trippy. Like it seems like a crazy kind of game. Oh, this looks like a puzzle game. Yeah. It's a kind of a, yeah. You're in the dark. Oh boy. Jesus Christ. It's almost like being in like, uh, what's that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock? Where she's in space? I don't know. <laughs> gravity. Oh, Gravity. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravity is a great fucking movie. 
I only think of the blind side when I when you say Sandra Bullock. I don't know why. That's just the first movie I think of. That's with the uh, football player guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never saw that movie. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Very heartwarming. <laughs> I might, I might, I might give this a try. This looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks interesting. I don't know if I try it, but I don't know. It just it looks frustrating, but like in a good way, you know. Like it looks like you control each limb of the character with some buttons, and it looks infuriating. But I could see it being pretty rewarding once you figure this yeah. out. Yeah, pretty cool. I like it. All right, and that's coming out for the month of November. Uh, no, December, right? No, it's out there right now. Oh, it's out right now. Yeah, November. Yeah, yeah. Damn, They're I feel right like now. November's like over already. You're crazy. I'm living in the future. Yes, Anyways, sir. That is it now for episode 54 of the cafe. Chris, give us some plugs. Yeah, we're at uh, Podcast Fresh on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and Podcast Fresh TO on uh, on Twitter. Yes, and also I have a new song out that I released like a week ago. It's called All In. Uh, yeah. People seem to really like it, so go check it out. MC Acapello on, on Spotify and Prime Music and a couple of other stores that I'm not really sure where I'm on. I just found out I'm on TikTok, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, check it out, please. What do you mean? You didn't know you were on TikTok? Yeah, because the way it works is my like the distributor just kind of has like a list of stores, and I just okay everything. I just don't really know what the stores are, but I just recently figured out that I'm on TikTok. The only one I'm not on that I should be on really is Apple Music, but I gotta pay extra for that. I'm just, I just, I just don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. So all in. That's out now. And yeah, check out my other Instagram page if you want to see, I don't know, artsy fartsy stuff with my collection uh, at the Gaming Asylum. Yes. All right. And we'll be back uh, next week with another cafe. And in the meantime, we're gonna record a Fresh Prince episode, so we'll be back with that as well. And oh, yeah. that's all I gotta say about that. Pac-Man, take us home. We are home, fool, but everybody have a good night. Take care. Sleep well. (laughs) Goodbye. Podcast Fresh.